Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the Red Men TV. It's the uncensored match build-up for Liverpool's first leg. Well, it's not the first leg, it might be the second leg, not the first leg. <laughs> League Cup semi-final against Arsenal at Anfield. It's Thursday at 7.45. Delighted to say Dan Club is here and so is Jay Pearson. Lovely to have you both, lads. Um, the terrified Reds have to play Arsenal. Ooh, how are we feeling? <laughs> Shit myself. I don't want to do it. I can't believe it's the second leg. Oh, no, it's not. It's still the first leg. Yeah, mate, it's, it's been a, a very whirlwind week, hasn't it? Um, since the postponement and we've had a lot of abuse, it's always Liverpool. Yeah. That's fine because we're massive. So uh, yeah, but bring it on. We're looking forward to it. I d- you know, it's a two-legged affair which shouldn't be happening in the League Cup these days. But mm-hmm. you know, it's the integrity of the competition, is it? But yeah, I'm you know confident of the game, but just excited for it now. Dan, back in August, September, if I'd said to you like the League Cup, the priority of the League Cup, where are we? It'd have been we'd have all accepted that it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You play the kids until you get as far as you get, and then we, and then we'll all have a jolly old time. Yeah. Now that we're at the semi-final, and now that Man City's gap at the top of the Premier League is a significant gap that Liverpool could well chase, but they they, they are firm outsiders to do so. Mm-hmm. How important is this game for you? How big is this in Liverpool's season? I think it's took on quite a lot of importance, to be honest with you. Not just because obviously nobody batted an eyelid about the postponement last week. That went very much under the radar. He says, um, <laughs> but no, I think it's took on a particular importance because obviously the Minamino goal kind of inspired obviously the entire Anfield to think actually this League Cup's all right, and then you, you tie that in with the fact that Man City are half run away with the Premier League. You start to think we need some silverware, and the League Cup's an opportunity to do that. And we have kind of played these mix and match sides to get this far. Now you know to a point we might have to be a little bit more serious on Thursday. We, we we've lost the set obviously the advantage Jay mentioned there about going at this being the, the second leg at Anfield, which was a significant advantage, I think, obviously, bringing them back to the, our place where we always tend to batter them, mm. given it, it, mm. a second leg of a semi where you know what you need. If there was any any extra time, it would have been in front of our ground, even yeah. penalties. Yeah. We've lost that advantage now. So before we start breaking down Arsenal and pool and who's available and who's not and that kind of thing, what would you be comfortable going to the Emirates with? What do Liverpool need from this? Is it a win? Is it a draw? Is it a narrow defeat? What yeah, would you be comfortable it's with? It's a win and nothing less. I'd be very nervous if we went to the Emirates with a with a draw. Um, because, don't get me wrong, the last couple of years have been okay at the Emirates, but overall, since that stadium's been there, we haven't been no, the yeah, best right. there, have we? So I always worry about going to the Emirates. No matter what Arsenal side mm-hmm. are being put out, I always get worried about going to the Emirates. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a win and nothing else, Steve. The lack of, there's no way goals down which helps. So like mm-hmm. say, yeah, if Arsenal do do get one here on Thursday, it's not the end of the world in yep. terms of that kind of thing as well. Which again, plays into I don't know whose hands that plays into. I don't know. And probably probably ours because I think like I say their record at Anfield is terrible. Yeah. So we need to compound that. And if, if, even if they didn't nick a goal at the end of it, like a four-one, it's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? Like that, that mm. that's what we think on that one is. But in terms of like 
the, the fact that we have lost this advantage of, of being the, the away team mm. first. Same question to you, Ray. Like, what's a good result for Liverpool? What's, a, what's an exceptional result for Liverpool? I think we've got an opportunity to have put this tie to bed, first leg at Anfield. And you're right, obviously, we have lost advantage because you're the back does second leg being at home. Were that the case, you'd have backed us to turn over anything. We've done it many times before. Barcelona would be the most recent example, obviously. Um, and these are not Barcelona. Um, but yeah, I think we've got an opportunity to put it after bed, sort of 3 4 nil even on Thursday. Because you're right, we do often twat them at Anfield like we do. And I think they're missing. I know we're going to talk about sort of, you know, availability in a second. But their midfield looks pretty much blown to pieces from what I know. So we could kill this tie off here. I'm just looking here and got on a... Start, like I say, we, we beat them at a... An empty Emirates, didn't we? You mentioned yeah. AJ before about that, but the, before that it was a, a case. Sorry, I've just scrolled past that on the screen there for those looking. We beat them at, at the, the empty Emirates, Pathina, but before that we lost 2 1, we drew 1 all, we drew 3 all. We had them a famous 4 3, which yeah, is yeah. Sadio Mane's debut, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing, and nil there before. That. So, like I say, it, our record at Anfield is amazing against them, and I'll bring that up shortly. But I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? If we can. If we can do what we always do to them at home, mm-hmm. the away leg, like dances can almost become like an afterthought. Yeah, exactly. And I think I, I look back at the, the League Cup tie with Arsenal um, a couple of years ago when it was 5 all and we won on pens. You know what I mean? A crazy Chaos, game that. Yeah. And it was a mixed match of, of a team lineup from both sides. I don't think we're going to see that on Thursday. Obviously, we're going to be missing two of our key forwards. But I think relatively, we're going to go with a strong lineup. So I still think that w- it, this is, my, in my opinion, it's like a Premier League game where that's the type of attitude we'll have where we will hopefully bat them. I mean, like, like I say, that's the, that's the plan. I'm yeah. just look, yeah. going, we're going back to that, the Anfield record against the, the Arsenal team. We are, we are terrified of facing who beat them 4-0. We had the 0-0 in the League Cup, which they won on penalties. Remember, Harry Wilson yeah. missed that penalty. Yeah. We beat them 3-1. We had the 5 all penalties, which again, we won on that one, didn't we? We went through there. Yeah. 3-1, 5-1, 4-0, 3-1. That goes all the way back to March, and there's a couple of there's a two-two and a three-all in there as well. Like, this is the thing I always think with Liverpool. You mentioned like when you go to certain stadiums and there's ghosts there. Mm-hmm. We had that with Old Trafford for a long time. Yes, yeah. we did. And we had that. We had that with Goodison as well. And earlier this year, we put both of those to bed. Jay, mm-hmm. Arsenal arrive at Anfield going every time we turn up here, we get fucking mm. mullered. We need to again. That, that's something we need to play on and not let them do what we did to United and Everton by laying those ghosts to rest they are still there and we need to make sure that they are fully aware of that absolutely I think with what's gone on over the last week mm. I think the crowd will be right up for it I know I'm certainly going to be in there screaming my head off because I think there's a lot of animosity now between yeah. Liverpool and Arsenal fans even more so now after this last week and the fans have got a point to prove in terms of like getting at them from, from day one so, sorry, from minute one where it's a case of, from the kickoff, we're right behind the team to give them that power to, to, to get us over the line because there's a lot of animosity over the last, last week, so I just think that's going to play a big part in the atmosphere. The Leicester game atmosphere was was amazing, actually, Dan, wasn't it? Was, I, yeah. I wasn't there, but I was, obviously I was in the studio with Errol and we had, we had a jolly good time. It was one of those where it didn't matter until it very much mattered. Yeah. I think it kind of mattered when there was a bit of a kickoff and stuff and all, and it, and it got a bit rowdy and... Um, I think James Madison started giving the cop a bit, which yeah, lines did, up yeah. as well. We've had that with Arsenal recently, actually. It was actually a very, what's the word, quiet game against Arsenal. Until, and yeah, then Michal Arteta yeah. had a bit of a kick-off a year ago, didn't he? And then it all went fucking nuts. Like, mm-hmm. It'd be handy if if like, if like this build-up to it, if there is a bit of a ticking time bomb towards it, a raucous Anfield would be a big, big help. Hopefully it can be that. Massively, yeah. And Michal Arteta won't make the same mistake again. And he'll be half-gutted that there has been this sort of week of chaos building up to it mm-hmm. because he'll be expecting Anfield to be as it was. 
after he kicked off for Klopp. I think it was yeah. Sadio Mane foul, wasn't it, that caused the uproar yeah. that time? Well, it was around, it was him trying to get Mane sent off, off sent off, and yeah, 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 yeah. tough exceptions. Yeah, so yeah, but I, I was the same as Jay. I was at the Leicester game, um, and it really did sort of go up a notch. Second half in particular. Um, really got behind us and I think it'd be similar on Thursday I think we've got an opportunity here like I say to really go for this and it's a chance to play at Wembley you know we've kind of all been a bit disparaging towards the League Cup in recent years Klopp more than anyone probably but we're here now we're in the semi-final we've got a Premier League side all this chaos has gone on before it let's just go yeah. and do it I want I want the ninth League Cup you know I mean don't get me wrong I'm like you said before you know when the, when the season starts the League Cup's bottom of the pile of course it is yeah. Yeah. but then you hit the nail on the head Steve the closer you get to it you think well we're here now. Mm. Let's just let's just go for it. It's a it's a piece of silverware, and I think a lot of people are are saying obviously the priorities of maybe the league's gone and this that and the other. When you know, it's still for me, anything can happen. But you know, you had a piece of silverware early on in in twenty twenty two, and it, it does just calm that calm it down a little bit. And then I, I just feel it's now's the time. Just start. Just give a shit now about the league cup. Yeah, just while we're here, put your medals on the table. Go and win them. You might as well. Yeah. While you're here, you might as well go and win them. Right, guys, going to take a quick break. Before we do that, I want, I'm going to pose a trivia question to you two and everyone who's in the live chat now, either in our Discord or in the, the YouTube comments there. I, so I'm going to ask you this question. Who was the last Liverpool player to score a goal in a League Cup semi-final game? Who was the last Liverpool player to score a goal in the League Cup semi-final game? So, like what you're thinking, Caps, I'm going to go to a quick break. I'm going to introduce it now. So, uh, yesterday, over on Red... Redmen Plus, we were streaming live with our Around the League show. We stream every single Monday. This week, we got in a call from Newcastle's Fans TV because Newcastle have got loads of money, but they're absolutely rubbish. Hmm. So they are trying to buy whoever they can get, whatever they can get. And um, we spoke about a certain Divock Origi to see if he would be an option for Newcastle. Here's what Carl had to say about that. In terms of like Premier League proven players, then either in the Premier League now or, or have played there in the past, then so I've seen... Todd Cantwell, you mentioned Chris Woods earlier, Anthony Martial, Divock Origi, Dom Solanke, Aaron Ramsey. There are a lot of names getting thrown about there. Um, again, some of that is just newspaper generating clicks and Newcastle got yeah. loads of money and there's agents out there going, let's see what we can do. But of those I just mentioned there, is there any that stand out for you, Carl, or someone that you'd really like you guys to go and make a move for? Divock Origi. And do you know what was surprising? Like, the I, I was said, saying this in the Newcastle Fans TV um, WhatsApp group, um, and I think it was only me and maybe one other that was interested. I was like, "What planet are you boys on?" Like, <laughs> he's he's a proven goal scorer, and we don't have that. I, I genuinely think he'd be the perfect signing for us. I really do. I think he'd be chomping at the bit as well. He'll have the money, but then he's got the chance to to go out there and prove what he does, what what he can do on a, a 90-minute basis because he literally will be the focal point of the team. And I, I think, for me, um, in terms of Premier League proven, I'd I'd love to have Divock Origa at Newcastle, I really would. I suppose, Paul, from a Liverpool point of view, the reason, I, mean, I imagine if they came knocking in the summer, Jürgen Klopp was pretty much begging teams to come and knock on his door and there's saying, he's still here? I, I, I can't believe he's still here. Now, given it's January, given we've got players at the AFCON and obviously the whole COVID situation that Liverpool have just been through, yeah. the, the reports around our way was that he's not going to go anywhere. But It would if, be wild if Liverpool yeah. chose to let Divock Origi go in January yeah. without it being a, something that immediately triggers the next signing that we're looking to looking to bring in which there's, there's been no great I mean there's been a few actually I tell you there's, there's obviously the players with Liverpool link with are quite consistently right-sided attackers so Rafinha and Bowen being the ones that sort of stand and out a bit of there. Diaz on the left and as a well. bit of Diaz on the, on, on, on the left yeah um, but I can't I just can't see how you would let Origi go but again given all those circumstances 
Hey everyone, Mate here. If you're enjoying this podcast, then do go and check out Redmen Plus, our Liverpool streaming service, giving you tons of extra podcasts each and every month. There's Jano Insight, there's the Around the League show, the debate show, the opposition preview, and interviews with Liverpool legends past and present as well. Tons of content to keep you occupied, keep you busy, thrilled, entertained, and go deeper on Liverpool FC culture. Head to theredmentv.com. Sign up and join us on Redmen Plus. Yeah, so welcome back, guys. Like I say, if you want to sh- check out that show and every other show we do each and every week, go over to the redmentv.com and have a little look at Redmen Plus and get more Redmen goodness in your lives. Tons and tons of content. I'm sure you won't regret it. Right then, I mentioned before the League Cup semi finals, who the last player to score in a League Cup semi final for Liverpool was. Any guesses? I'm gonna. I don't know why he popped into my head immediately. I'm gonna go with Emery Chan. Okay. I just said Firmino. Okay. No, you're both wrong. If I get, so, the last time Liverpool <laughs> played in a League Cup semi final, we got beat over both legs, one 0 by Southampton. So it wasn't 2017. Yeah. It was 2016, January 2016. Yeah. We actually yeah. lost at Anfield. Uh, and went okay. to penalties, nil one. Right. And a few people in the chat have referenced that one, but it was the first leg uh, away to Stoke City. Does that give you any more of an idea? No. Not on who scored, no. No. Jordan Ibe. Jordan Ibe scored. Yeah, never got that. Yeah, we had a few cha- a few people in the comments who had a guess, and I don't think anyone got it right. So DS Fever said Bellamy. Jacob said Joe Allen, so did Leatherface. Nice names. I think they were remembering the penalty. Sir yeah. Klopp yeah. said Sir Klopp said Lana as well. And then we've actually had Jamie who said Sterling versus Chelsea. No, it was actually jo- it was Jordan Ibe away in 2016 against Stoke. No, no we beat them on penalties. And then obviously the 2017 semis, we yeah. lost both legs 1-0, which was a shame. So yeah, there you go. I stumped every single one. If you <laughs> yeah. Doesn't usually happen. <laughs> chalk, chalk that up for the win to me then. Right then, back to the game itself. I want to talk about team selection here because again, League Cup tie... We played Brentford three days later. Mm-hmm. Now we've got the added leg, the added Woody J of the second leg before we play Crystal Palace. Yeah. We're coming off the back of a COVID outbreak with positives and false positives and people not training and people being in place. All kinds of madness. In terms of team selection, how does the Brentford game in your mind affect it? Or should it? Should it be you pick your strongest team in the Arsenal game and then you see what's happening for Brentford? Does it flip reverse? How are you feeling about the whole thing? Play strongest in both. I think If you can. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you can. There's I mean, a big enough gap. Yeah, and... I need to know who's available, Steve, because right now I've got a clue who's available. Yeah, it's yeah. nuts. I don't know who's in, who's out, and stuff like that. But for me, if you can play your strongest team, the Thursday and the Sunday, you do it because semi final, and then we desperately need the three points on Sunday anyway. So, like you said, mate, there's a big enough gap. Just going back to that, uh, by the way, Connor. Uh, sorry, it was Kieran in, in the Discord. Did get it right. He said Jordan I didn't check the Discord for the chat. So, uh, Kieran got it. We've got a few more comments Good in the Discord that we'll get to in a second. But in terms of that one, like I mentioned there to Jay, Dan. Um, the, the the Premier League being where the Premier League is now, it's not we're not throwing a towel in, but it's almost the case of what, what are you more likely to win a League Cup tie now or the Premier League? You're it's the League Cup, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Do you think he needs to go? Here's my team. I'll pick whoever the best I've got available, and then I'll see where we're at for Brentford. Or do you think do we does he still need to have? Excuse me, half an eye on Brentford. Uh, no, I don't think he does. I think he's got these four games coming up now in relatively quick succession. I think we've got to go all out for four of them. They're pretty much as important as each other now. Now we're at a semi-final stage. I think if we were talking sort of third round of this cup, it's a different conversation yeah. altogether. But like, I'm not throwing the, the towel in on the league myself because there's a long way to go and anything can happen. City haven't sort of dropped off at all yet. You'd imagine they would at some point. So listen, that league's still well on. But for me... 
you know, we've got a group of probably 15, 16 sort of first choice players available to us, I'd imagine now, as long as everything's okay, we don't know anything different. Um, and those players have to rotate over the next fortnight. And then we've got a little break and then the AFCON lads are back. So it's a no-brainer for me. Go gung-ho at all four. Exactly. And you can, you can earn a little bit of a, of a swap around, can't you, if, you, if we do go and batter Arsenal on Thursday yeah, because yeah. we can... We look at the second leg. They're not saying we we rest for Brentford. We don't. I still stand by that. The next two, you go full strength. But mm-hmm. then, if you're looking at the second leg, you might be able to make some changes. So that's why Thursday's so important for me. Yeah. Suppose either way, yeah. If you beat them handily, then you've yeah, got you've exactly. got, yeah, you've got plenty of rest there. Um, Keen again with his one of his comments in the in the Discord chat. There says you know everyone's concerned because Arsenal are in a bit of form. But when we played them at Anfield in November, they were on the back of an unbeaten game of about twelve, unbeaten run of about twelve games or so. And we still twatted them off the park. Yeah. That's just what happens when Arsenal come to yeah. Anfield. And then our bod says we've got to get them to to physically implode. They're missing key players as well, and we should have mm-hmm. no fear. Mm-hmm. We're talking about what, what Liverpool are missing players. They're missing players as well. There's no real advantage there, is DJ? It's Arsenal at Anfield. Like go fucking batter them. Anybody at Anfield, go fucking batter them. Yeah, that's my attitude because that place is just has been a fortress for years, and it's, it shouldn't change. Um, I think that's a great comment there, um, but it, it shouldn't really matter no. to me. Just. Get it done. Get it done. Get indeed. it done. Yeah. Can't be asked because I'm just sick to death of the crap that's gone on the last the last seven days between the two fan bases. It's done me head. I think it's all out of nothing. There's loads of circumstances why other clubs have been, mm-hmm. you know, accused of, you know, getting games suspended. Like it's never been that much yeah. shit. But because it's Liverpool, yeah, yeah. it's big beam. Different story. Different story. Yeah, exactly. Story right. So yeah. just fucking go out and batter him. On that, going back to the team selection thing then. Who's in goal for you, Dan? Because Keevan Kelleher has been Liverpool's League Cup goalie. He obviously played at the weekend. Alisson, we know, did have COVID Mm -hmm. because he obviously missed the Chelsea game and he's been isolated. But he's actually allowed back out now, regardless, I think. Unless we don't know... Liverpool haven't announced why he wasn't around for Shrewsbury. Maybe he wasn't feeling well. Maybe they just decided he was never going to play anyway because it's Mm -hmm. from Shrewsbury. But like you always get... When you play cup goalies up to a certain point, at some point you need to decide to stick with them or go back. What would you be thinking there? Do you know what? I'd actually be thinking stick with Kelleher because yeah. I've been suitably impressed enough for that to be the case. Um, as in the Premier League and in the Cups. Obviously, you know, we won a penalty shootout in the last round, so it'd be mm. even more unfair to kick him out after that. But he kept us in that game. I think a 3 0 he makes that save. Yeah. Um made stop again 4 0, which really is difficult to turn around in 45 minutes. So yeah, for me, I'd go with Kelleher. And I Agree to the point whereby sides previously, including Liverpool, have gone back to the first-choice keeper. But that tends to be when there's a huge drop-off. And there's no getting away from the fact there is a drop-off from Alisson to Kelleher. But Kelleher has done well enough. It's not Willy Caballero at Man City or wherever it may be. Kelleher is good enough to play in this game for me. Mm. On that then, we know team selection-wise, it's hard because we know we know Trent's had COVID. He tested positive after Chelsea. So again, bearing on lateral flows and everything else then there's a chance he could be out and available if he tests a positive on the Monday for example then he's already done seven days and he could get a bit of training in we know obviously that all the lads who played against Shrewsbury there was Mm -hmm. no touch wood Andy Robinson took a knock but we think we look all right Thiago we think still out because he only just started rehab on Monday everybody else Jay we're not completely sure about obviously other than the three lads who are in the AFCON right now (laughs) but uh, what are we thinking about Trent first of all then like we just Throw him back in, yeah. just get him, get him straight in the get team. Him straight back in. If he's, again, we don't we don't know how he's been with the COVID, yeah, what course, he's done, yeah. but yeah. three days training that after a week off is that is that enough for you? I think for the lad his age, yeah. I think when I think back to I'm nowhere near as fit as Trent when, when I was well not now <laughs> yeah. when uh, when, he, when I was his age still nowhere near as fit but I could play every couple of days yeah. and I think he and he wants to as well. Do you know what I mean? He wants to do well for the club and he'll want to play in these types of games. You know, it's another semi final. 
in another competition. Uh, to be fair, I don't. He's not played in the League Cup semi-final, has he? Trophy's not won. Yeah. He'll want to fill his uh, his cabinet with every medal. So for me, shucking back in, best option we've got. We've got. We've got a super chat in here. Let me read that out for you now. It's from um, Jordan, who says, I've heard Allison is quite unwell and won't be available for the Arsenal game. Flash scores is also saying he's definitely out. Yeah, we haven't heard nothing, Jordan. Yeah. I don't know. Again, there's a lot of rumours going around. We don't know where he is. But yeah, cause it might just be that it would be Kelleher regardless. Yeah. Well, that's that makes a good point. I wouldn't be gutted if, if I saw him on the team sheet. If, even if we didn't know that, what they've just told mm. us then. I saw the team sheet on Thursday, like, oh, Kelsey goal, sound. Yeah. Not, not it spoke a lot about that, just to say on that point, because obviously we all heard a lot of rumours before the FA Cup game on the weekend about Carrius and even yeah. Adrian. And we were all half panicking about that. But then as soon as everyone seen it was Kelleher, everyone, including myself, went, oh, sound, happy yeah. days. <laughs> so that says where he's come in his game, you know. Correct, mate. Yeah. And again, going back to the comments here, guys, with Keen and our body, both in the Discord, both say similar things. You know, this team works better when they get to play consistently. Now, yes, so lads who haven't played much neither run a game, so get them playing. And our body says, you know, we haven't really got much of a choice anyway because we can, with that, with, due to injury or illness and the AFCON boys, it's kind of, if, if you, unless you're going to go for the young, young kids who played against yeah. Shrewsbury, Jay. Mm-hmm. It's, it, there's not, there isn't much in terms of backup because the backups are already playing. Exactly. So you're either going to your, your Bradleys and your Cade Gordons mm. or you're playing the big guns because like the, the middle isn't not, the, the middle have now moved up because yeah. everyone's out. Or, or yeah, exactly. And do you know what? Rightfully so that you play the big guns when it gets to this stage well, because those lads that have been in the League Cup games, it, it's just basically paying your dues because if they do really well in a few years' time, they'll be the ones that'll be starting these types mm. of games anyway. Yep. And there'll be other people coming through. So for me, it's just a cycle. I, I, I understand where people might say, oh, it's unfair to drop so-and-so because he's played in every round. I get that. But you want to win this competition. If you if, if Klopp doesn't play the big guns and we go out when we know it's a great opportunity to win a trophy, everyone will be at him again. Yep. Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's a win-lose, sorry, it's a lose-lose situation either way. So, But just get him playing. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Bringing up the injuries then again, this isn't 
in no, by no means a fisher, but a Premier, Premier Injuries who are actually pretty good at tracking all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I've got obviously they've got Nat Phillips is still out, Thiago's out, we've got the three lads who are at AFCON, mm-hmm. and then we've got Allison and Trent with their COVID where we don't know where they're at. Dave Oxney, obviously, we don't, again, we're pretty sure he's out still yeah. for whatever reason. And then Harvey Elliott as well. With all that in mind, then, if this is the case and they're the only ones who are missing, Who's your front three? Jay's got options a little bit. He's got Jota, he's got Bobby, he's got Kader Gordon, he's got Taki Minamino, Curtis Jones played there the other day, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain we think's available as well. If you're picking a front three for the game, then bear in mind with the absence that we think we've got, or we know we've got, What what's your... That's preference? so difficult because the players we've got available then, I can't think of one naturally that fit onto the right-hand side. Mm. And that's my probably biggest concern with that. It's probably Jota, is it? Out it probably three. is Jota, but I think I'd prefer him on the left. But yep. for me, I'd probably go... Minamino from the left, something he's done previously. Firmino in the middle, whose record against Arsenal is outstanding. I don't know off the top of my head, but it seems like he scores three times every time we play against <laughs> Arsenal. And obviously, on some occasions, he's absolutely took the piss out of their defence, yeah. leaving them all sat down. And then Jota from the right, because it feels like something Jota could do more naturally than the others. So that'd be my three, and that'd be my three without Origi, potentially, for the next few weeks, you know what mm. I mean? So it'd be great if we had Origi available, because that probably changes the entire outlook of that. I think, if Divock, I think if yeah. Divock's yeah. playing, he probably... Yeah, even then, though, even if he, he can go on the left, I suppose, like it, it is weird. We, are, we haven't really got on, on on the right. The only other option, and again, Bob brings him up here in the chat, is Cade Gordon. Is Cade Gordon, That's yeah. The only, and again, even he looks more suited to than being a central player. Like we are, it's Ox, maybe, as the backup right-back. Oh, sorry, right-winger yeah. there. Neco Williams Neco played Williams, there, didn't he? Again, yeah. I don't think anyone really wants to see that much here. That is the one position really where you're thinking there isn't really anyone. Obviously, there's there's no Mo Salah for obvious reasons. He's the best player on the planet, but there is not there isn't another natural replacement really, is the other than the young kids. Exactly, and the young kid probably does deserve his shot in a in a game like this, maybe after his performance. But again, I wouldn't be surprised if Ox is on that right hand side. It wouldn't surprise me. No, I think the, you're right. You know, with Jota sticking him and keeping him on the left, Firmino, and then Ox will be on the right. It's obvious. I mean, either way. I love what Dan said. I'd, I'd, I'd take that all day. Give me that. Mm. But I just feel like I'm going to look at that team sheet and Ox will be on the right. But again, I'm not too fussed about Yeah, we'll see. again, it depends what, what how he thinks. Jota can do it. I think he can, but yeah. I'd say it's not as natural to him. You, no. And he's not cutting in on his right. He's cutting in on his left. So If the Ox does start, though, he needs to put in a performance. I feel sorry for Ox. They change a little bit because he's the one who gets moved around oh, everywhere. Like, yeah. it, and it's hard. And that, that's what I meant in a, ni- in a nicer way. It wasn't a, a, a dig at him. It was like the poor lad is either and everywhere. He wants mm. to play centrally, but then he's got... I mean, he's up front at one stage. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it, it is a shame, but again, it's, it's a, it's, some players are just like that. I mean, the utility play with him, yeah. they are very good in loads of positions, like James Milner. Yeah, I think a blessing like and a curse for him, isn't it? Yeah, anyway? it is, because it, yeah. he probably wants to stay in one place, but he's so adept at playing in different roles. I personally don't think he's great as that false nine. I don't think it's really worked for him. But because he can do it, he gets to do it yeah, and exactly. it's not really a good thing because he looks really poor sometimes and we kind of go actually that wasn't great was yeah. it and his opinion goes down because of that and it's not really his fault mm, true I've got a, a mad suggestion here from Kieran who, who suggests Trent so rather than putting Nico on the right wing could you put Trent there and put Nico at right back if you needed to Jay what, what are your thoughts oh, on that one I like that just oh. as, a, as an out of the box, I mean, I, I think I think you're moving the best right back in the exactly, world away yeah. from right back. Just, would you? But like, my thought exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He could do it because he's brilliant. He could play anywhere if he wanted to. Do him a five nil up after that. that one. Mm. Um, but I like that idea to do because he he can do a job. He he, he occupies that space most of the time anyway. When when we're mm-hmm. playing when we're playing football games, it's very rare. Trent nowadays gets caught out touchwood. Um, but I'm saying the, the the adaptiveness of his game that would be a nice thing to do. But I don't. I can't see that happening. But. Yeah, maybe. We'll see how we go. <laughs> Let, let's have a little look then um, 
are Arsenal then? Because they they are very much in an issue of, of lacking players. Well, again, we're going to bring Premier Injuries up here. Gabriel suspended. That was the one thing that Arsenal lost by the second leg movement. Yes. We got it with Andy Robertson against yeah. against Chelsea, where the postponed game took his suspension on again. They've got Tommy Asu, who's got this leg injury, and he's a doubt for the game. Smith Rowe is a doubt for mm-hmm. the game. Um, I'm sure they'll still be singing his song, but he's a doubt for the game. Aubameyang's ill and he's away, so he doesn't count. Partey, Elneny and Pepe are also away mm-hmm. at the AFCON. Xhaka wow. had COVID f- for the last game that he played against Forest, And Balogun as well, COVID for the game against Forest. We don't know where they're going to be yet, Jay. Yeah. So Arsenal are nowhere near with, in terms of their full strength as well. Mm. It's a chance for Liverpool, like I say, to, to go and lay down a marker there. I mean, Smith Rowe would be, of all those, Smith Rowe's a big loss. Yeah. Tommy Ashley's a big loss. Gabriel's a big loss. Like, Partey's a massive loss. He's helped them a lot. We're not getting we're not getting the best Arsenal. They're, they're not getting the best Liverpool, but we're not getting the best Arsenal either. So it's like, it's almost a, a scratch there. Like, it, you, yeah. you bring, you know, everyone's coming down a level, which tends to bode well for us, I suppose. We might be coming down a level, but we're still a few levels above Arsenal. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think the way Arsenal played at the weekend against Forest mm-hmm. is just shocking. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, no, that's not taking anything away from Forest. Forest played really, really well and deserved the victory. But again, I looked at that weekend. I was just like, I'm not that scared. He is. You know what I mean? Not bothered. You are right. We're coming down a level, but I still think we are levels above Arsenal. You tend to agree with that one? Yeah, massively. I think it's an interesting one because we mentioned Arsenal's unbeaten run when they came into the game previously at Anfield. Um, and that's kind of been where they've been at for about 18 months in terms of they'll beat the teams they're supposed to beat, apart from Nottingham Forest, mm. and then they'll turn up at one of the big boys and they'll get turned over and quite comprehensively. And I think that's where we'll be at in this tie as well. I mean, obviously, sort of their injuries don't help them. And that midfield department looks seriously bare. And that's somewhere where we have got options where we could look to capitalise. And listen, if you dominate the midfield, you dominate the game. So their confidence took a hit as well with the Forest game on the weekend. So like I said earlier, there's no reason why we can't go into this and kill this tie off. Yeah, I'm going to bring the team that obviously got beat by Nottingham Forest the other day then. So they had Leno in goal. You'd imagine Ramsdale comes back in. Tavares got hooked. Yes, wasn't happy. After half an hour, he got binned off. But they they, they did bring Kieran Tierney on there, like you can see. So I imagine he's there for them. Centre half, obviously no Gabriel, but they do have Holding and White. They've got um, Pablo Mari is it as well, and they've got Callum James. Well, I imagine it could we could see Holding and White. Um, looking at the subs bench that they had the other day, right back they had Cedric there. I mean, all the best with that one. I don't know what are they going to again. If Tommy Asu is unavailable, mm. he might have to go again. Midfield, they were really young, so they had um, Sammy Lakonga, but he did play didn't he in the league game against yes. Blackley and. And then they have young Charlie Patino as well, who's, who is very highly rated. But if you look at the bench that they have for that game, there wasn't a lot of midfield options even available to them mm-hmm. there. It could be a very weak Arsenal midfield, bear that in mind. Up front, they still had the Adenketia. Mm-hmm. You'd imagine Lacazette just swaps in for him. Yeah. Martinelli, Odegaard, Saka, well, I imagine all of them probably play. Mm-hmm. It's that centre midfield part, Jay, isn't it, where they are really, really weak? And that could be huge if, if Liverpool can dominate again. It could be two young kids. It's going to be two novices, you would expect, with all the injuries and illness and stuff they've got that's a big advantage for Liverpool if they can dominate in the middle of the park 100% man Dan summed it up perfectly that's where the game's going to be won and lost for me um, don't you know again I'm acting really confident about this game we've got to worry about complacency whereas Arsenal have still got players that can hurt you up front Sack yeah, is yeah. such a talent that we've really got to watch out for him but I do think our midfield is going to be obviously a lot stronger than Arsenal's on the day but I just think that I look back at the, the Tottenham game when we did get a bit complacent in midfield didn't we and that was in a league game so I just worried that about about complacency quite a bit, um, but I still think that we'll we'll be a lot stronger than Arsenal. We'll 
You shouldn't be complacent for a League Cup semi final against Arsenal, should you? No, I mean, like, I, I don't think I've, I don't think I'd worry too much. I actually thought they would asleep at the wheel against Shrewsbury a little bit for the first. Yes, definitely. Fifteen, yeah. but again, that's I, I, it's kind. Of, given the week they had, it's kind of understandable. But yeah, it, it turns the centre midfield then, given who we think's available and who isn't. Dan, I'll come to you. We mentioned their Arsenal week, so mm-hmm. they've, got, they've got options. We, yeah. so we know for we know for a fact that Fabinho. And Kate Jones are available because mm-hmm. he just literally just played the other day and all being well they are. Milner, they've got Henderson. We mentioned Chamberlain before. Mm-hmm. There's they're probably the five we're picking from, really. I don't think I'm missing anyone else. Tyler Morton. Young Tyler Morton's not yeah, he's probably six choice now, isn't he? Given yeah. the kites away and obviously mm-hmm. Thiago's still out. I mean, there's a chance for the post midfield got rightly criticised at Chelsea because it didn't work very well at all. What would your midfield three be given all those options there if you were picking it? Mine would be Fabinho at the base. Yep. Um, I think he's so important to this side like we've discussed previously. Um, and for me, it'd be Curtis Jones because I think he needs a little run of games. I think he was decent against Shrewsbury. I think he probably deserved He got moved around a little bit in the game. He's in the front line at some point. And I think he's better coming from a little bit deeper personally. And I'd be going Jordan Henderson on the other side of it, I would. What yeah. about you, Jay? Basically, two two of them three absolutely uh, with Fabinho and Hendo. I think they they just solid ground. You need Henderson's leadership. Fabinho does a fantastic job at DM, um, and again, I'd, I'd love to see Curtis Jones in there. I really would, but again, I wouldn't be surprised if Ox is thrown in. I I would go Ox. Would you? Yeah. I'd go Chamberlain, Henderson, Fabinho. I think that's what I would try and do. I don't think, I think it's actually a toss up between Milner and Henderson because Henderson's actually not been in great form, Jay. No, but. No. Again, something be, be, like this though. Yeah, and also balance to the side and, yeah. and things like that. Like whoever's going to be playing on the right wing isn't Mo Salah, so Jordan's going to have to put a bit more work in there. He's going to have to help somebody out. Yeah. And also, we we don't know where Trent's at. I mean, Milner could be right back for all we know. We, yeah. we just don't know how it's going to go. But I think I'd, I'd like Oxley James against Arsenal. I think he's always got a point to prove against. We've actually did well, didn't he, in the in the league? I thought he did yeah. all right. He, he scores a goal, doesn't he, in that in the, the five all last time. Yeah. I actually, I, I think I'd be quite fancy Oxley James. I always fancy old, old players playing against their old teams. It tends yeah. to be something sort of that between works. the teeth type of game, in it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Right, then we'll uh, start wrapping up there. Before we do though, guys, um, I want to look at the other semi finals I'm going to bring it up now. So it's um, it, obviously as uh, from the first leg, Chelsea won two uh, 0 didn't they at uh, at home? Goals from Kai Havertz and then a Ben Davies on goal. Then mm-hmm. looking at that, a time recording they play tomorrow night. Chelsea are huge, huge favourites. It looks like they could be the team getting to Wembley. Mm. Who would you rather face, Jay, if you could choose? Would it, given the fact that how Chelsea are and we we haven't beaten them this season, Spurs we, we only just played them. We had that draw as well. And Antonio Conte in a final, Thomas Tuchel in a final. Either yeah. way, it's going to be a hard game. But what would your preference be? Spurs all the way, just because Chelsea got better players in the squad. So that's the way I look at it. Nice and nice and simple. Yeah, same. Whilst it'd be nice to get Chelsea and beat them in a final, obviously, um, and Tottenham are a different proposition with Conte, I reckon, even despite that result we just mentioned. Like Jay says, Chelsea have simply got a better squad than them, haven't they? So it's a no-brainer for me. I'd rather face Tottenham. Yeah, all I want is just go to Exeter. Whoever, whoever gets through, Sam, we had a, again, I'd fancy, I'd fancy Spurs in a final. We've literally just not long done it. Um, Chelsea, and I think Chelsea will be a tough out in a final. They've, got, they've actually got plenty of final experience over the last few years they've done well in finals that five at the back as well would be a killer in the final wanted to break down like yeah, that'd it be would. hard it yeah. would. Spurs can, you can always count on Spurs to be a bit Spursy as well like yeah. if you needed it to so yeah um, I think I tend to agree but again 
Hopefully it just goes to extra time. A few red cards. <laughs> yeah. A few positive. If you want to super spread COVID to each other at the same time, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, it's, a, it's going to be a fascinating game, that one. Like I say, by the time we play on Thursday in our first leg, we will already know yeah. who is awaiting in the final, which again is another yeah. interesting dynamic to all of this yeah. in the world we live in. And again, who knows where, where we're going to be at next week. Never mind. I mean, we had our own issues in here today, getting people in and out and everything like the world's on its Ass at the moment, like we all know. So who knows? But what I would what I would say is that it's a, it's a semi-final for Liverpool. It's a chance to win a trophy. As Jamie Carragher wrote in a few weeks ago, like mm-hmm. get your medals on the table, kind of thing. You need to keep winning, even if you're not winning the big, big one. If you can keep ticking over with all these things, well, they're all stacked up. Look at Man City, for example. Yeah. yeah. And also, like I say, Jay mentioned earlier, there's a record that we need to go and reclaim that Manchester City equaled us the other day. So yeah, can we go back and win a ninth league cup? Well, it all starts with Arsenal at home. If you go in the game, I think you guys are going. Mm-hmm. Go, be, go and be loud. If you want, if you are fortunate to have a ticket for that match, if you want to join us in on the Red Men TV, we'll be doing our live watch along for the game. It is me and Paul in the hot seat. Um, I, no, sorry, it's me and Errol for the home leg. Even I'm confused with the <laughs> change around. Me and Errol are in the seat for the home leg. Me and Paul will be in the seat for the away leg. So, yeah, if you're watching at home and you want to move the TV commentary, and why wouldn't you join us over on, on the YouTube and uh, you'll be able to watch the game along with us, interaction and all that fun stuff. We have a good laugh when we do them. And me and Errol, touch wood, again, undefeated in the studio. Liverpool have never oh. lost a game. We had a couple. Of, we had a draw and lots and lots of wins, so hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, Liverpool can do that again. Guys, thanks so thank much for problem. joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Like I say, guys, thank you guys for watching and or listening to this show at home. If you want more build-up around the Arsenal game, go over to Redmen Plus. I've got an interview on Wednesday, streaming live with Robbie from AFTV. He's previewing the game from an Arsenal point of view. Like I mentioned before, we then got the watch-alongs and all the shows that happen in and around the game, including our instant match reaction, which also streamed live about an hour, an hour and a half after the final whistle on Redmen Plus. So we've got you covered from every single angle for this game and all future games as well. I hope that you can join us for that watch-along. If you're not going to match, if, again, if you are going to the game, do enjoy it. Stay safe and we'll see you all next time. Ta-ra. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.